I'm going to be solving the diet crisis in the, in a, in the country. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was so hardcore in my mind, like, I'm not going to eat a cookie until I am back to my fighting weight and was so ingrained that it was like deprivation, deprivation, deprivation. I grew up in the 2000s and the ideal body type for women was hunger strike chic. <laughs> All right. Welcome back and welcome into our new studio. Hi, Julie. Hi, Helen. What was your great idea for, for moving forward with the podcast and being more efficient? Tell everyone. That we were going to purchase fancy pantsy microphones and record at home so that we can do it every week and be consistent. And because before we were going to a studio, we'd record three episodes at a time, two episodes at a time, but we were very dependent on the studio. Yes. So I said, why don't we get nice microphones? And here we are with our nice microphones. And if they want us to uh, sponsor them in one of our videos, we can we can give them mm -hmm. a shout out. But we'll give a free shout out right now. It's Shure, S-H-U-R-E, microphones. And we love them. Quality chef's kiss. So we're ready to go. What's the topic for this yeah. week? Do tell. What's the well, thoughts? What's I the thoughts on this? I think what's the thoughts on this new idea of a podcast that we're going to do more of a weekly update? So why don't you share that? And then I'll talk about how we got here with our topic for this week. Yeah. I think that now that this is going to be a weekly occurrence, we need to have some sort of fun segments, recurring segments that happen every week. So we always have stuff to share. And whether it's like updates on comedy or TikTok or whatever. Okay, good. So we can start with you a little came, like weekly update. <laughs> yeah, like a weekly debrief, a yes. little download. And I guess uh, the reason we've picked, chosen this topic for this week is because I was just experiencing something that became... I won't say it's an obsession, but something that's been on my mind and a topic we've probably should have addressed at some point, and we're doing it now. And that topic is body image and thoughts about the body, fashion-related, life-related, and all of that. So we're going to dive right in. We can Ooh. talk about we can talk <laughs> about why this was prompted, um, which I, I'll do since Alicia Lenkin, who is my very good friend and a personal stylist. As her profession, she was she's been a commercial stylist for many years. I've worked with her for ages. And so she had this idea, we let's do a collaborative live and maybe we'll do a shopping thing. And I said, Yeah, we'll do a shopping thing. And I'm I need to find a dress for some upcoming weddings so we can make that the topic. So we just picked this at a, at a random as a topic for our collaboration. And when we went shopping, a lot of things were revealed. So that <laughs> brought me to my current thoughts about it. And I thought it'd be perfect time to talk about this topic. So yay. All right, Julie, yay. <laughs> let's, let's start with each of us growing up and in general body image thoughts, because we grew up in different eras and there was different views on it. So why don't you start by sharing yeah. your view and then I will share mine. Okay. Okay. Well, I have jokes about this. <laughs> okay. That... <laughs> you do. No, just because in, in my set, I say like, grew up in the 2000s and the ideal body type for women was hunger strike chic because <laughs> I think the 2000s ideal body was like as skinny as possible like skin and bone right and like if you had any fat it was just like a no-no mm -hmm. 
And it's funny because what period of my life I was in while the 2000s were happening were was postpartum, having had children. And so mm-hmm. here's this image that is very popular and trending and you're growing up with it, but I'm also living through it at a very, I don't know, maybe impressionable time of my life where my body was changing. So, yeah. Yeah. And for me growing up, it was interesting because there was a lot of things I can say about this where I feel that culture was very different. So first off, food was not quite as much of a priority. There wasn't a lot about food and the enjoyment of food in general. It just wasn't. Um, when we went out to play after school, it wasn't like, you know, we barely were able to have a snack when we came in. We were not like, no, don't ruin your dinner. So there was no snacks laying around the house. There was no um, focus on food. And I don't remember, I remember going out to play as a teenager because we were outside a lot and just not even want to come home to eat. I mean, it was like very low priority. So I didn't grow up with any interest. I don't think I got interested in food until I was maybe in my thirties, to be honest. I mean, even in my twenties, it was like, I was busy. I was, you know, we'd go out, it was party, go out drinking and food was such a low priority. It was like, oh yeah, at the end of the night, let's grab a slice of pizza so we don't pass out. <laughs> I mean, that was a different, <laughs> it was a different kind of life it really was. So I think and mm-hmm. by, because of that, we were slimmer bodied because food wasn't a priority. And also we were so active as young teenagers, we were out and moving. We were not on computers. We were not doing social media. Not that I want to diss social media because you know, I love it, but we weren't doing those things. So it was a different time. And also again, thin was in, it was always good to be thin. Why are you making a funny face? For those who are- I don't think computers are the reason people are like, not, I don't, I, I, I don't know, whatever, never oh, mind. I'm just going to say it's, <laughs> we, we live a much, I have a much more sedentary life now because I'm always needing to be at my computer before I would have to go to But meetings. you're also, what? Yeah. But you're also like older. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, young kids still go out and play. I don't know. Never mind. All right. Well, maybe, no, no. I, I, want <laughs> I was just confused by that. I want this perspective because- I don't, I I think when I used to go out with my friends as a teen, we were bike riding to another town and our parents didn't know about it. I remember going with one of my friends and we're going to, we're going to secretly bike like four towns over to a, to a park. I mean, it was far. And as a matter of fact, I remember thinking, oh, my clothes are looser. I must've lost weight because we were biking to this ridiculous park really far away because we just wanted freedom. So (laughs) freedom for us was go somewhere and get far away. (laughs) And so that required a lot of movement. <laughs> I really did. I don't know. It okay. was a different time. It was a different time. We could, I'm not saying that's the whole cause. I think that that's just, I know. I just, all these I never things heard play you into that before. Well, I think all these things play into it because of the, the level of activity. And that's why Michelle Obama started those things about making teens move more, making children move more because movement, it's, it's the, you know, the, any type of things that we're learning in computers. And I love computers. And I love that Jonathan learned how to read and do math from computers. So I'm glad that they were there when you were growing up, but we didn't have that option when we were kids. We had to go somewhere to play. There was no computers to play. There was no sitting. There just wasn't. Okay. All right. Let's get on. Let's move on. All right. So the society standard was thin. Thin is in. Then pregnancy and having kids and then trying to lose the weight and the way the strategy for how I did that back in the day. I mean, I could talk about it very openly because it's reality. It was like, I'm not going to eat. I was so 
hardcore in my mind. Like I'm not going to eat a cookie until I am back to my fighting weight and was so ingrained that it was like deprivation, deprivation, deprivation. That's just what I did. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know that was, but of course doing that immediately you would lose weight. Not now so much anymore with the metabolism changing. So, cause that changes happen to your body. That's a fact. Yeah. Do you have thoughts you want to chime in before I keep going? Because I have a lot more to say on this no, topic. You, okay. <laughs> you can, I, I don't know. Finish your state. Finish your crusade. My crusade. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to cut to present day just for a minute because we'll skip back and say, okay, cancer, things change and all of that. But present day, I'm out shopping with Alicia and I know that there's certain things that when I do, when I go shopping, I avoid certain things. There's certain styles I don't want to wear because I don't want to accentuate my pear-shaped body. And it's a fact. I have a pear-shaped body. I'm small framed on the top, wide hips, wide butt, the whole thing. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't care how much in fashion it is. I do not like it. So when we were shopping, I at least we were, I was battling this. Like I was, at least she wanted me to try on things that were like cinched in at the waist and flowed out. And I was like, I couldn't almost come out of a dressing room in these things. Cause I was so programmed that this was not going to work for me. And I've been dressing for my body type in my own mind for years. So I know what's good and I know what's not. And I'm, and she's like, but you need to embrace your curves. Like what's the problem? Change your mindset. You've got to fix your mindset that this is okay, that this is your shape. And I honestly will tell you, I was struggling that day with her and we had a good time, but I would, I was not feeling it in a lot of the things that I came out of the dressing room in. And it was a big struggle. And I think for her, when she like fixing the mindset, not so easy, not so easy. Yeah. You told me you'd rather lose the weight than fix your mindset. I I think she asked me this question, credit to Alicia again. So if this is bothering you so much, like what's easier for you to fix your mindset or fix the problem? And I said, you don't even want to know the answer to that because I know I can't fix my mindset. I know it. And she said, well, do you think when you see other people that are, you know, your shape and they're wearing certain things, they don't look bad? I said, no, I have power to them. Great. I love it. I celebrate when other women do it. I just can't accept it for myself. What say you? What say you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, from my perspective, okay, I feel like I've changed my mindset. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to do that. And it took a lot of therapy. Mm. So personally think you could benefit from that <laughs> hearing this. <laughs> but <clears throat> I've been able to change my mindset on my body image and the way I look at disordered eating in the past, the way I look at like over exercising, all the things I did when I was a teenager. Cause for me, like growing up, you know, it was the the era of hundred calorie snack packs and like, you're not going to eat over a thousand calories and like my fitness pal being toxic. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with like a lot of that and I've had to undo a lot of that in my head so that I don't need to earn dessert. I don't need to earn my food. I don't need to like work out for two hours just so I can eat French fries mm-hmm. and then doing a lot of mindset changes to being like 
I'm not supposed to fit the clothes. The clothes are supposed to fit me. And that's great. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. But I'm not saying that I never have a down. I would say like 80% of the time, I feel like I'm in a good mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's like 20% of the time, maybe not in a great mindset. Cause I still am very insecure about like my midsection. Like I've been able to drop so many like, like internal standards about my body Uh but it's like I still can't get over the midsection part like it should be flat but I still I still have those days where I like put on pants and I'm like oh this is like really accentuating my fupa (laughs) let me ask you something when you were growing up and a teenager did you think about like I don't remember thinking about weight or anything like that about until I was well into my 20s it was like I knew a lot of times when I was with friends who were much skinnier, different body types that I knew, oh, I have a more, maybe I, I don't know if, if I ever thought I was fat, but I always knew like, well, I, I would think sometimes, oh, I wish my hips were thinner or I wish whatever, because I, you know, I would see, compare myself like as teenagers do, but mm-hmm. I don't remember really thinking about worrying about weight until I was in college. That's when the first thoughts came to mind when you go to college and you gain that freshman 10 and it's the first time you feel fat. And that's where I remember that very specifically being the first time I became aware of it. So when was the first thoughts? Oh, Oh, to to tell when? (laughs) Like middle school, grade school, like much earlier. And I think a lot of my friends felt the same way. And I think it was like a generational thing. I also don't know if it's like, was I picking up on, you were never outwardly like Mm. doing things, but did I pick up on? internalized things you had and that's why I do them and like I've thought about that a lot you could blame so like, you could say you're blaming me but no I don't <laughs> I know you don't want to blame me and you're being very I don't nice. want to blame you I know you don't but have, it's like you I was dad focused on it a lot you were very focused you and dad both were very focused on your weight mm-hmm. so it impacted me like, so I'm like oh I should you know think about my weight and then we add in the fact that like at one point Jonathan was very overweight so mm-hmm. it was all like yeah yeah his medication really not to say that it was like a toxic environment but it was just like oh now that I'm looking back on it I'm like oh I probably didn't need to worry about how I looked when I was in seventh grade right (laughs) and I don't remember me thinking ever putting on anything to you that you would think you'd have to worry about it but you're saying like more subliminally just because the topic yeah like if you said you couldn't eat a cookie you know that then goes into my brain oh I shouldn't eat dessert until I'm the way I want to look. I see. Because that's what my mom's doing. That's what okay. my dad's doing. Yeah, well, it's like leading by example by accident sometimes. Yeah. You know, we do that by accident sometimes. I, <laughs> you want to hope that it's like more positive than negative, but I'm sure, yeah. you know, a lot of times for me, easy ways to lose weight was always like skipping dinner. So that that yeah. was a big thing. And I am i don't even know if you would be aware of that a lot of times because I come home from work late. You guys had already eaten anyway, but I'm sure that I was not, um, I was maybe vocal about it, but not so much on you, but more like no. about myself. It was never, I don't yeah. think it was ever on you. No, to, to it was any. more just everything. I, li- I, I'm, I'm, I you listen, pick it up. I pay attention. You, you're very, pick, I'm like, pick. A, <laughs> I'm observational. So it's just, was the nature of me being like yeah. uber observational of like yeah. what you guys are doing and like learning 
And yeah. I've unlearned it. So we're good. We're in a better place. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but I'm, I, but this is an interesting thing because you said, you know, how you're bothered by your stomach or whatever. And this goes to my question of that I always ask to myself now after I've met with Alicia for, and had this little insight, which was her asking me, can I change my mindset easier than I can change my body? And I know the answer to that, as crazy as it sounds, is mm-hmm. I'm going to, I got to find a way to change my body because I know I can't change my mindset. It's ingrained for so long. It's like, so in there. And I also know what my potential is. So I know what I can be. And that is mm-hmm. a problem for me because when I, you know, when we at brief time, when we were in the suburbs, like right around when I was turning 50, I was in such fit shape of my life. And I, I remember thinking, you know what, that was not 30 years ago. That was a mere 10 years ago. So that's not mm-hmm. unreasonable to think that I could, I could be in a place that I feel better. So I guess where I net out after our shopping experience was taking a hard look at myself in the mirror. And I've been doing this now, which is crazy for, <laughs> because now I keep showing, I bought this dress and I'm just hesitant on, am I going to wear this dress? And we'll talk about it. Maybe I'll even show it here. We'll edit it in. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to wear this dress. It's like, very slinky and it catches every part of your body. And I'm like, it goes in too much and out too much. And I'm like, ah, there's no way, unless I have like a flowy thing over it, it's not happening. But every day I am like thinking about it, that I want to be able to wear that dress. And so I'm just like, okay, what am I going to do to change this? <laughs> okay. And I, I don't want to be the person that has to go to, a, and we have a life, we go out, we go to restaurants, we do things. I don't want to be the person that's like, I'll just have a plate of tomatoes plain with no, you know, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be putting things in an app. I just, no, thanks. I can't, Mm -hmm. I got enough to manage. So I did have an epiphany after I (laughs) met with Alicia that day. And I was like, what can I do that is doable in my life and my lifestyle and the way I want to live to actually address it and see if I can Mm -hmm. do something about it. So I came up with this plan which is funny, but um, it's like, I'm calling it a laugh and a half because I'm laughing about it, but it's also the laugh and a half approach is going to be that I'm just going to think about what I would normally eat for breakfast or for lunch or for dinner. And just think about it for a minute and say, what would I normally eat? And then just eat half of it. And then when it comes and I'm like, oh, I'm full enough now. Yeah. I'm not hungry anymore. I eat half of it. And so then for the next meal, I can't even explain it, but it's not that hard. So it's like two eggs scrambled, a piece of toast, whatever, some fruit. Don't be shaking your head at me. This is a, to me, this is a livable strategy because it's not like I'm depriving myself of anything. It's like, I would have normally four cookies after dinner. I'm having two. I'm not having no cookies. Um, If I want to have a plate of pasta and I go, oh, I don't want to give up pasta. I love it. I need the bolognese. You know what I'm saying? So now Mm -hmm. when I get the bolognese, I just eat half the bolognese and I take the rest home. So it's like, it's a mindset shift that is doable for me versus the mindset shift that is, I know not doable for me, which is acceptance of something that I know can be better. And maybe it's this overachieving brain or that has to be, I can be better. I know I can do it. If I put my mind to something, I'm relentless. And all of those things that are in my personality, which I can't deny, and so this to me seems like a plan that I can manage. And now every, so the, the oh, this is a funny story on just one more tangent. So I've been sending Alicia these little videos whenever I like see something about, so I got boots to go with the dress. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to show her what the boots look like with the dress. So I make a little video, I go, here's the boots. I love the boots. And I back up from the camera and I go, 
okay, I still hate the dress. I still hate my body. And I like make some jokes to her and I send her videos and we just have some laughs about it. But what's helping me for the first time is really looking at myself on video in full form and saying, I see what I don't like. And if I don't like it, I got to fix it. And it's not about wearing a top that's going to hide this, that, and the other thing. And it's not about, I'm going to embrace this. I'm like, absolutely fucking not. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it about myself. And I got to, I got to fix it. So that's just how I feel at this moment. Okay. And I know you could say, go get therapy, Helen, and fix it. <laughs> right? I mean, I think- Is that what you want to say? I think it might be helpful <laughs> for more than just the body image issue. Maybe, you know, the whole oh, maybe trauma that. of the past year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just I know. <laughs> maybe there's that. I don't know if I love the, oh, I'm just going to cut everything in half. Really? Mentality. I thought you'd like that strategy. It's no deprivation. You see, I went out to dinner with Catherine last night, literally. I know that restaurants don't always like when you do this. So when I go, when we, I typically order my own thing and then take half home. But mm -hmm. because I was with her and we were going to a show, we were both like, we don't want to be so full and then we can't carry this food into a show. So we said, oh, and she was game for, I said, she's like, oh yeah, let's just have a little, we'll eat light. So we shared a salad, we shared a pasta and we shared a dessert. We didn't deprive ourselves of any of the things that we love. And I know the restaurant could have been like, oh, please order two things because it's a restaurant and they don't want you to share, which is fine. And I am not about, it's mm -hmm. not about being the penny pinching woman that doesn't want to pay for my own meal. When I go out with dad, we order, he orders, I take half home. That's the plan. But it was very not dep deprivational. I just want okay. your thoughts. I want your thoughts on this strategy though. Come on. I know, cause you're making a face. You got to tell me what you really think. Uh... I just think it's like not a good one. I think really it's pulling too much. It's too inspired by the deprivation state. Oh, it's too, but it's not. I am See, a big proponent of like uh, eating, like intuitive eating and eating uh, enough until you feel full and stopping when you're full and eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean like every time you're going to eat three bowls of pasta, but like listening to your body. Right. But sometimes and listening to your body is your body doesn't tell you quick enough how full you are. And then you're over full. You ever, you've never had that. Tell me you haven't had that happen. Cause we no, all I've have had that happen when I eat fast, but I think that's another thing is like trying to eat slower. Okay. And True then that. like, I don't know. It just, it has too many flares mm -hmm. of disorderedness. Really? That I'm, I don't love it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't need you to love it. I just thought I, I was kind of excited to tell you about it because I thought you, <laughs> you would say, oh, I like this. There's nothing off the table. I mean, I have had too many years of we're not eating carbs because that was a phase. We're going to do Atkins because that was a phase. We're going to do Weight Watchers. We're going to count calories. We're going to put the things in that. So much of that. And I was like, I, I want to deny all of it because I do agree that that's like so damaging. And maybe that's why I got how I got here in the first place. But, but you, but I thought, man, I was like, man, this is going to be, I'm going to be solving the diet crisis in the, in a, in the country. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> You're going to be hungry. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I think that before I was, didn't have to eat that much. Okay. But listen. Also like, okay, hold on. Okay. You don't have to eat. Okay. Here's the thing. 
Okay. If you say you're going to eat half of everything, uh-huh. eating half of a salad, like a salad is a theoretically like good meal. Why would you only eat half of it if you're oh. getting all this nutrients and nourishment from it? Like why cut it in half? Cause you're like half of the salad. I can understand it for like a pasta perspective, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's all like nourishing food. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the nourishing food. And <sighs> look, sometimes these restaurants make these salads. So she's stressing me out. No, 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 no. I don't mean to stress you out. I was so excited about this. I, I'm so bummed that you're, you're thinking it's like a problem when I thought, gosh, it's like, it's, it's just, it's the, I think we are onto something the same, which is eating till you're satisfied. And, and I'm going to add in one more thing that you don't have to deal with yet. Okay. In fairness, the metabolism of a 60 year old is very different than a metabolism of a 30 and a 20 year old. It is, this is facts. You can look it up, go Google. I know. I would so, also say mm-hmm. that I have a lot of stomach issues right now and I'm going mm-hmm. to the doctor to figure out what's wrong where there's like, I am having weight issues that are totally irrelevant to like the level of activity or fitness okay. or the food I'm eating. It's purely like a medical reason that like my yes. food, my stomach isn't like absorbing the nutrients from food. And like, it's causing me to be really inflamed. It's causing me to be really bloated because nothing is being absorbed. But if I looked at that as like, oh, I'm gaining weight when really it's like, if I, you know, if I like yeah, stopped yeah. eating, like I would still have the same problems. I, I don't, I don't, I think we are talking about two very different things in that respect. Okay. For sure. <sighs> for sure. But I, I, no, no, I don't, this is not meant to stress you out. Oh my God, this is supposed to be the opposite. So, <laughs> because I thought I was so, it makes, it, I actually feel calm from it. So whatever it's doing to me, it's giving okay. me a sense of peace because I don't feel that I'm in a state of dieting or depriving or any of those things anymore. I just like, oh, if I'm going to go up and get up right now and have a snack after I'm done here, what would I, I just think for a second, what was I going to have? And I just have half of it and see if I'm good, if I'm full. If I, listen, if I was still starving after it, I'd be like, all right, well, that was dumb. I didn't eat enough. But typically if I just eat that half and then I wait a few minutes, I'm like, I'm good now. And I'm, and I'm full enough because maybe it's, I'm an, I'm a fast eater. You know that we, we, Mm -hmm. as polices in general, we, inhale our food. It's a problem when we're with other people, we're always done first. So part of it maybe is just the fact that I've always eaten too fast. So therefore I've always eaten too much. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I just think I was, I was kind of excited because I was onto something with this idea that a woman's metabolism, if you, if you speak to any other women that are in their sixties, I have a lot of friends that are, it's a struggle and they're like, I can't, I don't eat anything and I still can't lose weight. And I believe them. Because I see how if I did what I was doing this past week, like when I was in my twenties, I would have been lost. I would have lost like 10 pounds already because that's how quick your metabolism responds to a change in calorie intake. And I think it's different now. So I think possibly we're talking from two sides of a, a, you know, a story that we both are different in different phases of our life. I think that's factual. It's always going to be the case with me and you. We're, Mm -hmm. you know. We're 35 years apart. Apart. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you this question, which is when you're, because you see yourself on video a lot more now, especially with comedy, mm-hmm. right? You see, you know, you're getting like full body on stage shots. So talk to me about how that has that, A, has it affected you at all? Because I don't look at myself in full form on video. I don't perform. I mean, when I do my videos for social media, I'm close up. So it's like, here up. Occasionally yeah. I do an outfit change 
it's a little bit of a reality check, but usually I'm doing a transition. It's very like, <laughs> it's very forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't necessarily. So how have you, how has, have you felt about it? Um, great question because it definitely is affecting it's testing my uh-huh. new mentality and body image and you know it's hard to see yourself on camera when you're having a bad body image day or mm-hmm. hard to see when you feel like things are accentuated that you don't want to be accentuated uh-huh. um so I will, yeah it's definitely i'm not like 100% cured and i'm like body positive mm-hmm all the time no it sucks but <laughs> I see a video of me like I'm fu- I love everything about the video except the way I look oh, and I get mad when you really that just, feeling yeah yeah it's really frustrating I'm, I'll say that it happens more than I'd like for it to happen and I think part of it is just what I've been telling myself is like one Was I funny? Like, yes. Oh. Did I, like I did what I was there to do. No, I wasn't. I'm not a model. You're not, not walking the runway. Model. You're not walking the runway. That's a really good point. And Steven always reminds me that he's like, were you funny? Did you have fun? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that no, doesn't matter. And I'm like, uh, true. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's a very good point. Yeah. So it's kind of just like letting go of that. I think there was one show where I really didn't like the way I looked like, and it was also the lighting. That's also the other thing with being on stage and being on camera, lighting and angles mm-hmm. is literally everything. True. So even, like, even the very thinnest people cannot look yeah. like what they yeah. really look so like. I try and remember that as well, that it's just like, oh, if this was at a better angle, I would be a lot happier. And, you know, I can't get that angle today, unfortunately, but I'm okay. So my problem is mm-hmm. that, I really like my uniform, my stand-up comedy uniform. I want it to be like high-waisted jeans, like straight leg jeans and a graphic t-shirt, maybe like an overshirt of some sort. But I really like the high-waisted jeans with the crop top look. And because I think it accentuates my body type really well. The only problem is if you catch me on a bad angle, then it really highlights my midsection, which I hate. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So it's been like a hard challenge of like how do I make that's what I want to hear I want to be able to do a show and just like not have to think about what I'm wearing my god that's exactly what I was going to say about when I go shopping I want to be able to go shopping and not think I can't do that because it's going to do this and I can't do that I want to be able to try on whatever the f I want to try on and not have to feel like I'm hiding something a little different than what I was saying. I'm more oh. like I agree with I agree with that, but my thing was that when I'm getting ready for a show, I get really anxious about the show prep. And one thing that I, if I can make it so there's one less thing that I, yeah. I don't have to think about to stress me out, the better. That's yes. why I want to have like a uniform. It's just that my uniform sometimes doesn't like highlight my body the way I want to depending on the lighting but it's all dependent on the lighting so that's kind of also what I've had to tell myself because I'll wear one outfit and think I look fucking fire yeah in this photo and then I see someone else's angle photo lighting of it I'm like oh that's what I actually look like uh so it's just it's all lighting and angles it's so it is lighting and angles it's really a bummer and I've seen it with even the slimmest people Uh, it's absolute fact having especially doing what I do for a living like 
I, and it's when I work with, you know, dentists and we're doing interviews and they're always asking like, can you find my flattering angle? I said, I got you. Like, I understand because even the slimmest person can look very different depending on the angle. So it doesn't even have to do with that. I guess my thing is not as concerning about being on camera as yours would be because you're having your shows taped. And mm -hmm. my thing is more about when I want to choose things to wear. So mm -hmm. being putting myself on camera is helping me see things, but it's not, I'm not dressing, <laughs> I'm not concerned about dressing for a camera. I know that makes yeah. no sense since I'm on camera so much, but I'm not. When I dress for camera, I think about my top half because this is what I'm doing. Isn't this cute? I got this from Newly. It's little, mm -hmm. it's one of my Newly rentals. It's got a little flower, sunflower. I love it. But I love, <laughs> so I love just, to, I love to have my options so open that I don't want to have to. And I, because Alicia's always dressed for your body type and, you know, all of those things. And I, yes, I love it. And I'd still dress for my body type, no matter if I was at like a goal weight, whatever that is or not, but I don't want to have mm -hmm. to think about, I want to go shopping freely and not feel like I'm going in there and it's like, oh, I can't try that on. Cause I know that's not going to look good. I just don't want to have those thoughts anymore. Yeah. And that's I think, more, I think that's the mindset I'd like to fix. Yeah. <laughs> I think part of it is, cause I feel the same way. Sometimes I won't, like, I don't like spaghetti straps. Like I'm I just feel like it's too much arm. Like oh, for I me, it looks so arm. cute in spaghetti straps. So that's interesting, <laughs> but okay. I just feel uncomfortable because I feel so, I get like, oh, my arms are bigger. I just uh. it, like, when I put spaghetti straps on, I do not feel good about myself. So I'm just like, I'm just not going to do spaghetti straps. And then okay. I eliminate ever feeling bad about myself in a dressing room. If I say, totally, okay, I'm, I, this is cute, but it's not for me. Perfect. Like maybe, and then. My theory is like, maybe as I start to build my confidence more, eventually, like I will be able to venture into those mm. avenues. So it's, so it's not like kind of what you're saying, like you want to be able to do it freely, but maybe it's just about like slowly changing your mindset so you're yeah. more confident. And then over time, you will be able to put on the spaghetti straps and feel good about it because like you now feel confident in all the other I areas. Love, love that. Love that. I happen to think you look cute. Do that straps. instead of having your meals. No, no. <laughs> I'm still going to have my meal. So, so sorry. We'll get back to you next week on the I do progress. not condone disordered eating. By It's not disordered <laughs> if you're eating anything you want. You Listen, Jonathan will use the word portion I know, but you're control. putting this like... No, but Jonathan... Okay, so okay. when John... I mean, we, well, we talked about Jonathan before, so let's talk about him now. A lot of his weight issues were related to medication because that's just a fact. But over the since he's hadn't changed his medication in quite a long time. And he went on, I mean, and they were doing like a healthy fit, a healthy program at his day pro at his house and his residential program. And he did drop a ton of weight. And we would say to him, Oh my gosh, Jonathan, you look great. How'd you do that? And he says, portion control in this way of Jonathan saying mm -hmm. it. And I died laughing. Cause I'm like, he's so right. Like he didn't deprive himself necessarily of anything. He also just said portion, it's like managing your portion control to some degree. So if you call that disordered eating, I don't, I consider that, you know, okay. I like, I think portion control is fine, but if okay. you're just going to say blatantly, I'm going to half all my meals, like that's okay. Well, portion that's control. portion that's control. Like, that's a, that's a, um, a way for me to process the agree portion to control, but okay. <laughs> that's how I process. I'm a mathematician by, by nature from, I don't know. I was good at math in school. So I, I, you're, you're a more creative person. So you have more of a free flowing brain. Mine is like, I, I always, I used no, to think okay. I'm, no, I used to think I wasn't so like black and white about things, but now I realize like I need a plan. Just like when I was learning Spanish, I needed a plan. I needed a textbook. I need, 
I can't just like, like I just get too out there. So I need something tangible to grab onto, I guess, that doesn't feel like depriving. All right. I want to top, touch on one topic that we we skipped over, but with the whole thing with chemo body and chemo and having health issues and all of that. So briefly, I got to say, when I first was going, losing my eyesight and having the issues and I was put on the steroids and my God, did that wreak havoc. But I can remember the craziness because I wasn't able to see, but when I first started to get my eyesight back, I had lost like 20 pounds at that time. And I don't even realize, I don't remember feeling good about it, enjoying it. <laughs> like, you know, when I laugh, when I think about it now, I'm like, why wasn't I jumping for joy? Because I was probably out of way. And it's really funny because you have to say like the sickness take, took over so much that I couldn't even enjoy that feeling of like, man, I finally ended up losing weight. But of course, with the minute they started adjusting all the steroids, the, the weight went right back on. So whatever. And maybe I'm wait because never mind. Yeah, I was sick at the never time. Mind. So obviously. What? <laughs> Go ahead, say it. You were sick. I was sick. Of course, you're not gonna enjoy losing weight when your True. body's like that's the other thing I'll say. I don't own a scale anymore. I don't weigh myself. Unless, oh my. and when I go to the doctor, I ask them, I say, I don't want to know my weight. Oh, okay. That's like that's interesting. I, I don't think I could live that I way. Could, I just like asked them, I was like, please don't like tell me. Like I don't want to see it if that's okay. And they're always like, Yeah, that's fine. Oh, very good. All right. That's a good, so, I mean, that's, that's a very interesting strategy. Cause you, do you know, uh, before, one of the things Betty White said before, and she was like, as you know, she, she was of character, right. But she, I remember one time in an interview, her saying that she weighed herself every day. She was one of those people. She weighed herself every day. Mm. And she's like, if I go up a pound, I just make one small change the next day. And then it never turns into 10 pounds. And I was like, wow, that's an interesting, but that's also cultural age, generational, think about it. She was, yeah. she's just 90. So she grew up in a time where your waist had to be, I wish people could see it like this big. She grew up at that time yeah. period. So it was way more important for women to fit in those little tiny dresses and things. We didn't, luckily we didn't have that and it has evolved. And so we could be in our own body types freely to some degree when our mind allows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're learning a lot today, Jewel. I don't know. Okay. I don't think we need to solve anything today. No, I don't think we need to solve anything. I think what we should kind of leave on the table here is... Ella needs therapy. No. (laughs) Hey, that's mean. (laughs) I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying you could benefit. Everyone in our family could benefit from a therapy session too. You're probably right. You're probably right about that. personal experience, we could all benefit from it. I think everyone in the world yes at least once or twice and tommy did say one time that you know (laughs) how much we work on ourselves physically and fitness and all of this and how come we don't spend more time as a society working on our mental health as much as our physical health that was pretty insightful of him at the time so i agree if i was going to therapy i think probably weight would be low on the list of things i'd have to address (laughs) but (laughs) body image but still an important i also uh i think i started like fixing my mental health towards my body because I read a book oh. that I'm forgetting the name of. Oh, And it was sh- like, one of the stats was like, women spend like X amount of their mental energy, like thinking about their weight, like think oh. about if they didn't think about their weight, what they could accomplish. And that oh really hit me. God. I was like, yeah, why am I spending all this time in my day worrying about so what true. I look like? 
So and that was like the this big, is so true. Hopefully it's a breakthrough for you. It's a breakthrough, but it was interesting. Remember when the Roman Empire trend was hitting so hard and it was like men think about the Roman Empire more than we ever thought that they did. We, we had no idea. And we were trying mm-hmm. to figure out the female version of the Roman Empire. And I made a video. My female version of the Roman Empire is that I think about losing weight every single day. I mean, I do. I don't think about it like, oh, I got to think about it now. Let me think about it. I just, it comes into my mind every day when I'm getting dressed or when I'm doing something, when whatever, it's just programmed and it's so deep in there. You're right. I would take, I would probably take the rest of my life in therapy to to even fix it at this point. It's so ingrained. I don't so, do that. Any, I don't do that anymore. It's so nice. Good. It's freeing. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll work on that while I'm working on my portion control in my way. And I'll come back to you in a week and we'll okay. see how we're doing. You're going to be hungry. That's what you're going to be. <laughs> I'm going to go eat something right now. <laughs> well, this was fun. I was, I, I'm glad we talked about this topic because it's like a topic I sometimes think we, we look at as taboo. Like we don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about our, you know, and I didn't want to actually talk about it because it means me t- taking a look, a hard look at myself and what I don't like about myself and then admitting it here on a podcast mm-hmm. to like whoever's listening. And it's scary and it's being vulnerable, but we did it. We did it. We started. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it for today. We did good. We, we tackled a lot of things. Yours truly. Yes. Helen and Julie. <laughs> that was aggressive. <laughs> Well, what do you want? All right. Thanks so much for listening. We had a great time as usual. We hope you enjoyed our new setup and we'll be moving forward just like this. As you know, that you can find us on her social media. I'm at the mothership with you and Julie's at Julie Polisi. And you can find us both hellosocialize.com serving up our weekly newsletter with trend alerts and now the weekly question and answer Q&A. What were you going to say, Jill? And if you have if you have any questions for us, I would like to do another listener questions episode. So submit your questions to our Instagram at yours truly dot the podcast on Instagram. Amazing. I'll also uh, put, I will also add Alicia Lincoln to the show notes so you can see where to find her and you'll know who we've been referencing and who I've been working with. And maybe I'll link even to the video of us shopping together. So you can follow along on the journey to me feeling comfortable in the green dress. That's all for today. Mm. Have a good one. See you next week.